But the way this dance works best at this moment in my head is if we keep shifting the forms and understand that all these forms will take us to that which has no form. So now let's chant together. And then we'll talk together. And we'll meditate together. And we'll talk together. And we'll chant together. Hello, amazing ones, and welcome to another Ramdas Here and Now episode. This is number 244, a love song between formless and form. And isn't that wonderful? We don't just have to be one or the other. We don't have to let go of form to be informless. We can dance and sing and have a love affair between the two of them. And this episode is taken from an event in Washington, D.C. in April of 1976. And in it, Ramdas is very mellow. Um, he's speaking in this very meditative way. Um, and then it ends with this really lovely kirtan chanting uh, with Krishna Das. And the first time I went through it, I actually listened to it at one and a half speed. But by doing so, I totally lost the point. Because it's almost as if the way he is speaking invites us to get out of our heads and out of our intellect and into our heart and our presence which is what he's talking about. It's like he's inviting us not just to hear the words, but to embody what he's saying. Because that's the whole point of this trip, right? Not to know something, but to really experience it, to embody it, to truly know that place in us, through us, around us, whatever words you want to use, that's beyond this sense of separateness, and not as a concept or an idea, but as an actual felt knowing. And, you know, we all know that as soon as we start to talk about these transcendent experiences, we lose them because by talking about them, we concept conceptualize them. We make them into objects, into things. And inherently, we lose the essence because what we experience is beyond language, which is probably why the Tao Te Ching starts out by saying, the Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be named is not the eternal name. The nameless is the beginning of heaven and earth. So the less I say, the better. Just experience this one and then enjoy the delightful, lovely chanting with Krishna Das at the end. But before I turn you over to it, I just want to share two other cool experiences you might want to have. And one is to jump into this new meditation music collaboration that takes some archival lectures by Ramdas and mixes it with some amazing music by David Starfire. And you can find it, as well as a bunch of other great collaborations, on the Baba Ramdas YouTube channel. And then, you know, there's another great experience, which is to jump into flow state. And we do that in a lot of different ways. And on this podcast, we've talked a fair amount about Magic Mind, which is this wonderful little drink 
that sort of jump starts you into flow states. And you can get the code for a discount as well as the website in the show notes. And speaking of show notes, you will find a link to our upcoming Soul Pod Meetup where you can join in sacred community to discuss this episode. We meet twice a month and it's always a super special experience and everyone is encouraged to come. And so with that, I'll just say thanks for tuning in. We hope you are well-nourished by this episode and these teachings. And whatever good may come from it, may it benefit all of us in our daily lives and ripple out into the world for the benefit of all beings. So here is Ramdas, here and now. Namaste and blessings. Good evening. Many of you understand that the that in terms of what business we are about tonight, the silence is as eloquent as the words. For that which draws us together is unspeakable, unknowable, unseeable, unhearable. It is, however, beable. Though you and I meet in form in Washington in a hall, that is merely the dance of our incarnations. For in terms of being, we are, were, and will be together. This journey is a journey of paradox for the intellect. It's a journey of return for the heart. For the heart, not the emotions, but the soul within knows, is, It is only the mind that has forgotten.
the frustration and the horror is that the intellect, such an exquisitely powerful tool, cannot know ultimate truth. For being does not involve the division between that which is known and the knower. And the intellect functions only within the structure of that division. forms we must use are many and diverse, and none of the forms are what it is. They are merely forms which point the way. The words, the silence between the words. meditative practices, the chanting, all of the forms which we embrace as part of the spiritual practices. Isn't there space between us? If you think you are your body and you think I am this body and that we are contained within these shells, then there is space. But what created that identity? That identity was created by your mind, by your definition of yourself, of who you think you are. Were you not thinking self-concept, would there be space between us? Would there be a you and a me? Would you feel that feeling of yearning? Or is that yearning a byproduct of the illusion of separateness? You and I were born into the illusion of separateness. 
For us to survive, we had to become attached to our own separateness, to breathing, to eating, to defecating, to reproducing, to control and mastery, to achievement. For that is the functioning of the vehicle of survival on this plane. And the only thing that changes that differentiates you from many others is that you begin to make contact with a quality of awareness or being that seems strangely unrelated to the forms of your existence. And you begin to recognize that you aren't who you thought you were. that the achiever, doer, survivor, reproducer, eater, sleeper, enjoyer, painer, fearer, liver, and dyer is part of the dance you are doing, but it is not you. The only thing that changes is the clinging or the attachment to the forms. That's all. Were there no clinging in you to the forms of your separateness, and were there no clinging in me, there would be no space between us we would be awareness. Even that label is not the thing we would be. I watch myself talking. I watch you listening. I watch our dance of personality and intellect. You watch also the judging, opinions, preferences, being caught by your senses. Are you comfortable enough? Is it light enough? Are you warm enough? Do 
Did you eat enough? Airplane overhead. Sound or airplane? Shakti, energy. Or interference. What does your mind say about that? Is it part of the Tao, part of the flow? Or is it an obstacle? It can only be an obstacle if you knew where you're going. And if you knew where you're going, you're separating yourself from where you are. And where you are is where you're going. Strange. exquisite tool of the intellect. See the way powers work. They give us such a feeling of strength. We know where it's at. You know where it's at? Yeah, I know where it's at. I have an opinion about everything. I know where it's at. Political, economic, social, ecological physiological, spiritual, psychological, anthropological, sociological. But all those opinions I wear like the sweater. It's pretty. It's useful, keeps me warm. intellect which has the power to keep you feeling relatively secure as long as you don't go beyond the edge. It's like the rules of checkers work as long as you stay on the checkerboard. But it's funny about death and the human intellect. Funny. Funny haha as well as funny, peculiar. when the problems of life of a complex society proliferate to such an extent that they boggle a human intellect. You get to the point where the shovel can only dig so fast but the dirt's pouring in faster than the shovel can dig. And then there is fear. 
and that fear leads to violence. Or there is despair, and that despair leads to transcendence. When everything you think you can do isn't enough, then the game gets interesting. And you may even recognize God, whatever that is. But the way this dance works best at this moment in my head is if we keep shifting the forms and understand that all these forms will take us to that which has no form. So now let's chant together. And then we'll talk together. Then we'll meditate together. Then we'll talk together. Then we'll chant together. Tonight, let's start with a very gentle chant. Let's start with an, something from the East. Usually we start Western so we don't scare anybody. But it's okay, you can be scared. <clears throat> What's all that crazy sound? It's just a new musical form. A proper Eastern chant. A proper Eastern chant. This is um, Jay Rade, and uh, so that those of you that have intellect still active at this moment and want to know what's it about, I'll tell you, so you'll be really happy, because then you'll know. You can feel secure in your seat that you're not being done or had. It's not a mystic incantation taking you over hypnotically. <laughs> uh, strange night. Um, there are many names for God. God is uh, what is beyond name. So you just call it anything. Um, like God or uh, Krishna, or Allah, or Yahweh, or Nirvana, because <laughs> it's not speakable about. And uh, Krishna's, um, one of Krishna's names is Govinda. Each of these form, God, forms of, of the formless that has come into form has a storyline connected with it, like the Bible. And the Bible of Krishna. Krishna is more of a rascal than most of the God images we usually deal with, because he's always uh, flirting. 
because he's formless and he's flirting with form all the time. And it's the dance of the love affair between formless and form. And form or shakti or energy is, um, uh, is in the form of woman. And in this case, it's Radha, Radhe. And Radhe is the, the mother, the form of the universe. And she's having a love affair with Govinda, with the formless who has come down in form. And in the storyline, he is a shepherd, a cow herdsman and she is a milkmaid. And all of the milkmaids, which are called gopis, are totally flipped out over Krishna. And they all have their husbands and their scenes and their cooking pots and their babies. But he goes down to the river and he plays his flute. And it's the call of God. And that's what's sucking you in these days. <laughs> and he plays the flute. And then you become like a gopi. You just say, ah, screw that. I'm going to the river, see? <laughs> and learning how to keep it together is part of the dance, of how to play with Krishna and still stir the pot. That's what we're here for tonight, to learn pot stirring in ecstatic states. So, this is like a love song between formless and form between father and mother, between the cow herdsman and the gopi, between Radha and Govinda. And Jai means hail. It's a way of, ah, wow, yeah, hail, ah. It's not hail, you know, it's not that kind of hail, it's hail. <laughs> it's not hail, it's hail. Uh, it's awe, it's awful, the beauty of this love. And it's uh, Jai Rade, Jai Rade, Govinda Rade, Govinda Rade. Jai Rade, Jai Rade, Govinda Rade, Govinda Rade. Okay, so we'll sing it for a while. We have harmonies and stuff, and you can sing along or not as you feel. But if you sing, just let it happen through you. Just feel that flow in and out of your heart because you are, see, soul knows no sexes. It's not male or female. You just are. In this case, you're in the form of a gopi.
Go, 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 go
This podcast is brought to you by the Love Serve Remember Foundation and Ramdas.org. We appreciate you listening and we appreciate all the support that you've given us. Please continue that support and donate at Ramdas.org. We can then continue to share what Ramdas has been sharing for all of these years. Thank you.